attitude rather than applause. It, it, we want to do something to say yes to someone when they do something wonderful, which Brian and Cecile always do and requires. Well, we rub our hands our, and we make rain. Let's try. Hey, good. Thank you. Thank you. Every Joseph Camp. The title is Easter A UU Perspective. It's not the UU Perspective. It's a UU Perspective. And it's my perspective I'm sharing with you to maybe encourage you to deal with what you think about Easter in a little bit more depth than bunny rabbits and Easter eggs. Although that secular, it's not secular, that folklore meaning is as solid and meaningful as some of the miracle stuff I'm going to be talking about in a minute. Even the name comes from an ancient Celtic or German, we're not exactly how we want to label, goddess, Estor, who was related to the month of April, which meant spring in most of the northern hemisphere, and the whole idea of the Easter bunny. Peggy's put a little arrangement up here. It's a little funky, but I think it's sort of cute. The Easter bunny was a, a, a part of the folklore of the German pre-Christian time that represented spring because the bunny was fertile, came around, the flowers came up. Always a need to create a story. Always a need to create an understanding of how we understand life and what we're about. So we have the folklore, and I guess you could call it the secular, the commercial, and we have such traditions as new clothes. I have to tell you a story about that real quick. In Huntsville, Alabama, in the middle of the civil, civil rights era, trying to get civil rights for the African Americans in Huntsville, Alabama in the 1960s, a local doctor and his son came up with an idea of how to, how to get the white merchant's attention about Easter. And rather than buying the new clothes for Easter, which was the tradition, the churches and the organizations got together and they planted a boycott of, 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 of a new Easter clothes that was usually the case, new suit, dresses, bonnets, you know, suits, really looking good. And they had a blue jean, Christmas, blue jean Easter. Now back in those days, blue jeans were cheaper than everything else. So for that Easter, that celebration, that acknowledgement of, of the need for civil rights and make, make a a statement. Everybody went to church in blue jeans or just gingham dresses to make a point. Okay, that's one thing. The idea of Jesus, uh, uh, there's, a, there's two ways to approach Jesus. The, just the, the religion about Jesus and the religion of Jesus. I've been too concerned this week trying to get together some words to share with you today about this religion about Jesus. So let's recap just a little what happened this week in the ancient stories, okay, in the legends. He showed up in Jerusalem with his buddies. He had been preaching throughout Galilee. He had made a circuit. He had come to grips with a call in his heart. This is, my, this, is, this is Doke's perspective on this, okay? He was a true man living in the era that is, is recorded. He came up through his life with a notion of his understanding, his relationship to the God that he worshipped. He somehow acquired a whole lot of Jewish knowledge and, and study because he knew a lot of the traditions of the Jewish people. And he 
found that he had to do the preaching bit. He had to talk to folks about his expectation as he understood it of what God wanted of them. He preached a story of love and acceptance that everyone was involved. And he really talked to the marginal people. He didn't have a whole lot to say to the rich people because in the way he said it was, they've already got theirs. I want to talk to those who don't have anything. And he went about with a story of a, of, of a, of a community in which love and respect and uplift and blessing bound folks together. And they weren't separated, separated by differences of money, of position. So Jesus went around speaking of a God of love, a family of humankind, where the presence of justice and loving kindness was, was where le- justice and loving kindness was available in the community, there was God also. He moved, he had followers, and he did miracles. Ooch, miracles. I was going pretty good there when he was doing the love and kindness and help accepting everybody, but he's now doing miracles. I don't know about miracles. I don't understand miracles. He raised that. He, he raised uh, raised people from the dead. He cured people of their sickness. He spoke words of, this is what the story about Jesus says. It may not have been what the, Jesus, the, the, the religion of, this was the religion about Jesus said about it. It may not have been the religion of Jesus. Because I think it was like this. I think Jesus moved through the land. He talked to folks. He saw folks in desperate conditions. And he gave them, a word of, gave them the word yes. He said, you matter. You're part of God's glory. Everything that we do for one another, we do for God. And we do for that, those who, who need it. Jesus' religion was one of human kindness, of caring and uplift, of saying yes to the possibilities, of everyone sharing in the bounty that was available to them. Everyone was invited to be a part of the kingdom, in earning their way through the love, respect. Well, don't, don't you keep throwing this love stuff out? What is that about? It's a margin of respect and regard that when you engage and are involved with someone or some situation, you use your mind and your heart to go, what is the best for this situation? For, for what would I want to, for this outcome to be? What would I want this person to think of me? What would I want to, this person to value in life that benefits me? What serves us best serves everyone best. So have this story of Jesus, the story about Jesus. And really it goes back to this understanding of the nature of God. What is God about? What is the, what, what is the big story here? See, because Jesus is promoted as a, part, as a son of God. And I'm really ticked about the, about the message too, because it's no big deal if God is... It, remember the story? Mary was a virgin. The Holy Spirit came forth, came to Mary, impregnated her. Impregnated her? That's sort of heavy stuff, guys. That's not really stuff you want to talk about with your kids, right? (laughs) There was no man involved here. God's doing all this. So he makes Jesus a God, sends him to his little pitiful life, being a carpenter, trying to understand what's going on, gets thrown out of the temple because he hangs around and wants to see what the preachers are talking about. And then he goes about his ministry, speaking and teaching, and finally they hang him on a cross. He dies after three days, and sure enough, he pops back up and he's resurrected. That's, that's easy work for a guy. 
Dad ought to be able to do that every day. So what's the big deal? We are invited. The early, this is how I get it. And I, I, if I get struck by lightning and blow up, I, don't know what, I was wrong, okay? <laughs> we, have, we have the 12 disciples. Judas ratted him out. They had different opinions about what Jesus' mission and ministry should be about. Some of them thought it was a real political revolution. And I'm not too sure many of them thought it was a spiritual revolution, which is how I understood and read it when I tried to study it. It was a matter of people coming to grips with who they were, what their values were, and what their place was in reality. And that they had the power through God, through the energy that's in the universe, through the good that we are able to manifest are invited to manifest to be sisters and brothers in this wonderful experience called life. And they just, uh, you know, that, what, that don't sell, you know? That just does not sell. That does not make a, a good market. So in the midst of all the, the need for some kind of understanding who Jesus was, we heard, we, we, we've heard the stories of Mary Magdalene going to the tomb and the body was not there. And there's, a, there's, a, there's an angel standing there, the story goes. And the angel says, he ain't here. He's gone over to Galilee. Y'all go out. Keep reading in the New Testament. It says that Jesus was made, he made his presence known after his death to, to the disciples, 500 people. And then he moved on and went, was elevated into the sky. Same story, very interesting, about Mohammed did the same thing. He, he was elevated to the sky. Now, are we to buy all this? Can Doak Mansfield in good conscience t- take a job as your minister and stand from this pulpit that that is a truth that we must apply our lives to? I cannot. And I will not. Will not. And a part of me is mad because I can't. Wouldn't it, be like, wouldn't it be nice to believe in that? Wouldn't it be nice to have that miracle as our comfort? That magic that we could rely on? That resurrection is prom- possible? That we can be lifted up in the end days and we'll come back and see everybody and we'll have a big old party? No, we can't buy that. I can't buy that. You in this room, I don't think, can buy that. So what are we left with? What do we do with Easter? What do we see it as its true meaning that can maybe bless us and encourage us and affirm us? It can be this. That there was a man one time who had enough sense and enough love to express it in his life in a way that it impacted people. We aren't remembering Jesus because he was a hoax. We're remembering Jesus because he was a true man that presented an ideal and a bunch of ideas about what's significant in our lives. And that is that everyone was created for a purpose. Everyone was made a part of the, of, of the or, or organism that is life. And we're invited to be a part in love, making things happen for the good of us all. And that no matter what time creation that is, that is a common theme of all great religious teachers and all great spiritual uh, uh, wisdom. That you, you and I, in our loneliness, in our need for understanding, in our need for a place in the world, have, can find teachers that can guide us and bless us and encourage us. Not save us, not help, not get us to avoid the tragedies that we're going to be confronted with. That's a part of what it means to be alive. We're going to have loss. Think, those we dear to us, we will lose to death. Those ideas that we thought were so vile to us, 
They will be transcended by another understanding. Those people who we thought would never betray us may let us down. The ideas we thought were solid for good always may fall away. But that does not diminish our value. That does not distract it from anything of who we are and what we're about in this. We still have promise and we still have a place in creation. But it's not about getting to heaven and enjoying something hereafter. It's not about... Uh, it's more about knowing right now that every breath we take is precious. And we have a limited m- amount of hours and time and opportunity to gift life with blessings and be open to the blessings that life gives us. And if we're meddling around, playing power games, trying to, or- trying to manipulate people, build up our egos, play games through money and through power to manipulate a life, that's really sometimes really tacky and ugly. It it doesn't get us anywhere. So what's Jesus for? What is Easter for? What is your perspective, Dope Mansfield? Easter's a time to celebrate spring with a promise of renewal. It's not about resurrection. Resurrection is an idea that just won't hold water because if we have resurrection, If the miracles be valid, then there's somebody and something that can pull the strings capriciously about you and my life. Is that possible? Do we want to bet our lives and our hopes and and our ambitions on that? That there's something outside of ourselves, outside of our human understanding, that can jerk us? See, I hadn't been struck down yet, have I? I mean, if I was in control, I'd get Doke out of here right now. It's time to stop this crap because he's supposed to be telling folks it's all going to be okay. You're going to be fine. You'll wake up in heaven. No, you know I wouldn't do that anyway. But what we are here for Sunday after Sunday is to remember that there's a yes in life, that there are blessings around us that we're ignoring or we're not seeing, that together we can embrace one another and encourage and lift one another to look a different way and with more openness. We can look at politics. We can look at economics. We can look at the differences in the world and say we want the things and we want to volunteer and we want to be a part of those activities that make for a wholeness and a happiness for everyone. Everyone, everywhere. Life is short. It is fleeting. It is precious. And by the time we understand what's going on, we don't have much time left. Isn't that a crap? You say that again. By the time we know what's important, ain't much time left. Well, that means that the oldest of us have to be wiser and kinder, less selfish, and more courageous in encouraging those to say, hey, what really matters? What's going to matter to your children? What mattered to my children? Not that I wasn't there. Not that we had a nice home, but it was that I wasn't there. What are the summer things I missed in my life? Not connecting on a basis that is a risk and an openness to say, you're okay. You're part of who we are. See, I'm a, I'm a very strong introvert, and I have a really hard time talking to people. I don't really make small talk easily, and it's, it's really awkward for me to stand with someone, care about them, and express that in any kind of way except sort of, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. But maybe that's all we're invited to, can, to do and can do. Easter, a UU perspective. Unitarian Universalists are people who should be, hopefully, are open to ideas. To think, think that, believe that thinking and wondering and using rational uh, reason is a way to acquire understanding, knowledge, 
and to get ideas about how we should live. I don't think it's important for us to worry about miracles and magic. I think it is very important for us, each of us, to understand the, the, the easy, not the easy, the common, the natural, the real is all around us. Each one of us is struggling with some quiet and silent and really hurtful things in our lives. Each one of us are carrying the potential to bring joy and happiness and blessing to someone else. Each one of us are part of a cosmic, like our, our story this morning. We're part of the seed. We've been at it since all creation began, and we will be at it to the end of creation. Now, I'm not sure there's going to be a consciousness in that, but I have no doubt that my viability and my place in creation and life is eternal as I believe it is with you. Now, Jesus was a teacher and a prophet and, a, and a, sometimes a real silly because he thought he was going to get away with that. I don't think he expected to die on the cross. I think he felt in his heart and in his being that he was saying to the world what he had to say. And remember, well, even, even the New Testament, read the New Testament again if you've got some concerns about what I've said this morning. Some of those lines that are in there have all kinds of different meanings. My Father, what it was, dear God, I commend to, to, to thy spirit. I, I commend my spirit to thee. I mean, he even said goodbye on the cross. Somebody wrote, recorded it down. All right, Doke, you've got in a hole now. Let's see if you can get out of this. <laughs> the New Testament was a propaganda piece written by the first, cent, first, second, and third century early church fathers. And by the time of the fourth century, they had to come together and make it, make it doctrinal and creedal of this, what it, this is what truth is for Christians. But in those 100, 200 years after Jesus' life and ministry, there was a lot of discussion, a lot of argument, and a lot of struggle about what Jesus really meant. Paul and that sect of the teachers got their way and became orthodox. James, his brother, and a few others that were lost to history went the other way. They did not stress the miracles. They did not promote the magic. They promoted the ethic and the moral of this good man who said, hey, the world is waiting for your love and your compassion. And unless you express it, unless you give it, the world is not going to get it. And the only thing that is going to save the world is love and compassion and respect for one another. And we're on this globe 2,000 years later, and we're hating one another over ideas. Hating one another over ideas. Is there anything more absurd in the world than that? When we are human beings, afflicted and given the opportunity to raise children, earn a living, work with our hands, work with our brains everywhere around the world, and we can't find community and hope in, in one another. I think they would probably, like Woody Guthrie said, hang him on a cross again, hang him in the sky. But his message prevails, and that's Easter for me.